This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. With Curtis Lee, the next 45 minutes is a rip and read and commentary. And we start with Dee Schneider's classic, Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it anymore. And if you remember, during both of Donald Trump's campaigns for the presidency, he would play this at rallies. And Dee Schneider was asked, do you have a problem with the Donald playing this? And he said, look, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. I don't support Donald Trump fan, but I believe in free speech. He wants to play the Twisted Sister anthem. We're not going to take it anymore for as many followers. So be it. Props to Dee Snyder from Staten Island. Excuse me, Long Island for taking that position. Props to Dee Snyder. And tonight all eyes will be on Mar-a-Lago. The former president of the United States is expected to take to the podium and the stage and announce his bid to run for a third time for the presidency of the United States. All the tabloids are wondering, will his daughter be in attendance? Uh, who is married to Kushner? And apparently Kushner and his daughter are vacillating. Kushner was very important to the Trump presidency, especially in making the peace in the Middle East by bringing together the Sunnis against the Shias and as a uh, side effect, they uh, developed relationships with Israel for the very first time. I give him props for that. I was never a Kushner fan. But will they be on the stage? Will they be in the room? Inquiring minds want to know. Also, it'll be interesting to see who else decides to publicly be identified as a uber-magger person, a mag MAGA person and a supporter of Donald Trump as he makes a third attempt at the presidency. Side note, you may have heard in the news that our president, Joe Biden, what did I say yesterday, Lou? How is it he gets into a room and on one side you have Emperor Xi from Red China and at the table there are all the Red Chinese guys with him all wearing masks, not Xi. On the other side are all the American delegates and President Joe Biden. They're all wearing masks, but not President Joe Biden. And now we come to find out that President Joe Biden had to cancel the rest of his day's activities because he's come down with an illness. 
Now, don't tell me he's gotten uh, COVID nineteen. What would this? What would this be for a third time, Lou? He's already had what, like forty boosters? Oh my God! And how do you figure that out? A- a- anyway, I-, I was digressing there. I want to take you back to Saturday Night Live. All the attention has been on the anti-Semitism. Whether you believe the Anti-Defamation League, not or others who just enjoy Dave Chappelle riffing about his friends knee-deep in anti-Semitic charges, starting with Kanye, a.k.a. Yeezy, a.k.a. Yee. I mean, those two guys have been like two peas in a pod, a soup in a sandwich, or a horse in a carriage. And then also his riffs about Kyrie Irving and Hollywood and Jews and a whole bunch of other things that I thought were hysterical, great satire, Great commentary, great comedy, going way back to Mark Twain and Will Rogers. But then again, you got some who are claiming he just fed the fire of the beast of anti-Semitism. Stop that. But where I thought he was even more accurate, Lou, was in terms of his analysis of why the Donald, Donald Trump, has so much support, especially in the heartland, which you can win or lose elections. You know that. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, those states. Anyway, here is Dave Chappelle from Saturday Night Live riffing on Donald Trump. And I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. I'm I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio amongst the poor whites. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I I get it because I hear it every day. He's very loved. And the reason he's loved is because people in Ohio have never seen somebody like him. He's what I call an honest liar. Well, I'm not joking right now. He's an honest liar. That first debate, that first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs. This whole system is rigged, he said. And across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, sitting over there looking at him like, no, it's not. I said, now, wait a minute, bro. It's what he said. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, as you suggest, what would be your evidence? You remember what he said, bro? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God damn. True. True. You remember that. And I remember at the same time, Bernie, the Altacaca Sanders out of Vermont was saying the system was rigged because Hillary had already bagged all the super delegates with the DNC. So even though he won the primaries, he lost the nomination in Philadelphia because of the superdelegates. Spot on, Chappelle here. Here's Chappelle on Donald Trump not paying his taxes. No one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. (laughs) And then, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't, because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends, a star was born. 
Absolutely correct. I remember that when Trump said that. And he was so right. Whether it's George Soros or the other billionaires who are supporting the DNC. Or, for instance, the guy we're going to be talking about later, uh, Lou, that punk on the lamb, Sam Bankman Freed of FTX, never trusts anybody with three names. Same thing. Soros, number one donor to the DNC, Sam Bankman Freed, uh, that cryptocurrency Ponzi schemer and Bitcoin bandit is on the lamb. $18 billion gone, but a billion dollars went to the DNC. Anyway, I digress. And then here's Dave Chappelle on Trump. And remember what he was initially tarred and feathered with Russian collusion. No one had ever seen anything like that. No one had ever seen somebody come from inside of that house, outside, and tell all the commoners, we are doing everything that you think we are doing inside of that house. They just went right back in the house and started playing the game again. The Democrats were sore losers. I'm a Democrat. I'm telling you, as soon as he won, they started... Started saying all that he's colluding with Russia, he's colluding with Russia. It was very embarrassing as a Democrat. Exactly. Because it proved not to be true. I'll give you an update on my kumbadi Cheech, Rudy Giuliani, about Ukrainian collusion. You remember the FBI bum-rushed his apartment, took all his technology, took all his cell phones. You would have thought in April of 2020... That Rudy Giuliani made that 2021, that Rudy Giuliani was going, going, gone, and would end up in some camp fed somewhere in the country. Wrong, exonerated on all the allegations by the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Southern District. We'll give you an update later. But in advance of uh, Donald Trump's announcement tonight, Lou, Carrie Lake, who is running for the governorship in uh, Arizona, And I might add, when you look at uh, her opponent, Secretary of State Hobbs, she wouldn't even debate a Democratic challenger who had been uh, a mayor of a border city in Arizona. The D, the Democratic challenger who had run for governor against Hobbs, she wouldn't even debate her fellow Democrat, and she would not debate Carrie Lake. And it's all come down to Maricopa County and the counting of the ballots. And Carrie Lake said yesterday that they've stolen this election from her. They're stealing it. And in fact, Donald Trump seconded that. And I'm really jaundiced and I'm really suspect of what went on in Maricopa County. But here was Carrie Lake last night on the Fox News Channel explaining that. We think we should be in good shape. There's a hundred, I mean, look at my notes, 158,000 ballots that have not been counted yet. And 94,000 of those are in Maricopa County where they took our sacred vote and they, and they just made a mockery of it. It's outrageous to see what happened. I had a man come up to me at breakfast yesterday and said, I showed up to vote. There was a three-hour line. They said the tabulator machines were not working. I drove across the way and went to another 15-minute drive to another center, and the printing uh, printers weren't working. They had no toner in them. <laughs> I drove another 20 minutes and finally voted. It was a half-a-day odyssey to cast my vote, and we're getting thousands of people reaching out saying the exact same thing no doubt no doubt and in fact uh that actress on saturday night live playing carrie lake an amazing an amazing job you would actually think you were looking at carrie lake 
But let's talk about something locally here, Lou. I'm going to tag team up with um, Sid Rosenberg in the mornings, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. And he has been a great friend of the Sullivan family out in the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways, and especially Tom Sullivan, who has been a warrior in the political trenches. Obviously, uh, Sid has been with Tom Sullivan uh, far more often than I have been, but I've been standing side by side. Tom Sullivan ran twice before as the Republican conservative to unseat uh, State Senator Joe Adabo. Ran great races, but it was an overwhelming task. This time around, Tom Sullivan, former Army veteran, hero, patriot through and through from the tip of his nose to the tip of his toes, his entire family, took on Assemblywoman Stacey Pfeiffer Amato, nepotism in full effect. She was in the state uh, assembly. She had the advantage as the incumbent, and it got down to about 98% of the votes counted, and Tom Sullivan is the state assemblyman, no doubt about it. He was had 246 votes, and then all of a sudden, Lou, they shut it down. They shut it down. What the hell happened to the count? Silence. And Stacey Pfeiffer Amato with the crooked Democratic machine wants a recount. You know damn well what that she's going to try to steal the election from Tom Sullivan for the assembly manic seat that covers the Rockaways. Well, channel, we can't let her do it. I'm going to work with Sid Rosenberg on this, even though uh, Lou, I'm at odds with Sid Rosenberg about the sit down for Rudy with uh, Eric. I'll give you an update coming up. We're brothers in solidarity on this. We must get Tom Sullivan to represent that district where Lou lives, where Sid lives, because he earned the right. He won the election, and the Dems are trying to steal it from him. Anyway, when he was heard many years ago in 2000, when they were recounting the Chads, you remember, uh, Lou, the pregnant Chads? The missing chads, the hanging chads, who burst into the room and said, the whole world is watching, and it stopped the count, Roger Stone. Remember that? 2000, and eventually went to the Supreme Court, and Bush 43 uh, triumphed. It was Roger Stone. Roger Stone has, has been there since the Nixon years. He had just recently had to sit down in Mar-a-Lago with Donald Trump about the rise of DeSantis. And then all of a sudden he went to Memphis to do a TV show for the pillow guy. And the 18-wheel tractor trailer came out of nowhere and T-boned his Ford Expedition with his two bodyguards and his driver. Luckily, Roger Stone survived. Roger Stone then called up uh, Donald Trump and said the war with DeSantis is on. It's like the Turk. It's like Salazzo is DeSantis. Will Roger Stone be at Mar-a-Lago tonight when the announcement takes place and the war against DeSantis becomes official? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The 
founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Oh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. The greatest rap song of all time, Lou, because it tells the story of the Bronx and New York City in 1982. I had just started the Guardian Angels in 1979 and tried to take back the trains, the subways, the parks, and the streets. There were no cops. They had been laid off because of fiscal restraint. So I was out there when hip-hop was flaring up. At Roosevelt High School, the drugstore, the very high school that our own Dominic Carter went to, they used to have the jams right in the backyard, steal the electricity off the telephone poles, and then come into the Mickey D's that I was the night manager of. Man, I got to tell you, there were times they went to war with me and my crew. But anyway, I digress. That's like 50 years ago. And yesterday... Eric Adams, swagger man with absolutely no plan as crime continues to escalate. Coming back from Puerto Rico, where he was at a SOMAS gathering, annual gathering of crooked Democrats who get wine, dined, and pocket lined by those crypto criminals uh, and those Ponzi schemers involved in Bitcoin and blockchain, who now have a sanctuary in Puerto Rico because it's a tax shelter for them. So they came over to the Democratic conference And, I mean, they were giving mad money, mad money to Eric Adams and all the other Dems. And, by the way, Sewell, the missing in action police commissioner that is never there to do a job, was there for five days. What the hell was that? So upon his first day back, Lou, what's the biggest thing in the world that Eric Adams did in a sea of corruption and crime that is engulfing this city? He decided to honor hip-hop on its 50th anniversary. You know, I could just think of all those tunes that while I was studying my exams, before I studied my exam for a sergeant, lieutenant, or captain, I would listen to the hip-hop sounds, and that gave me the energy that I have. Let's be clear. My story is your story. You know, my story is your story. Dyslexic, arrested, rejected, now I'm elected. Now, we were watching that, Lou, and my wife, Nancy, said, is this Eric Adams' midlife crisis? You know, he's like 60, 61. Is he going into flashback mode? Because I don't know about what his knowledge of hip-hop is. I'm sure he listened to it. He went to Bayside High School. But you know something, uh, Lou? Who is considered the professor of hip-hop? Remember KRS-One? The sound of the police. The sound of the beast. So was Eric Adams listening to KRS-One at that time, the professor of hip-hop, who was saying the sound of the police is the sound of the beast? Hell yes, he was. Now he declares himself the mayor of hip-hop. By the way, he has given the hip-hop museum in the South Bronx Five and a half million of our dollars. Hey, Phil, Macedonian Phil, who almost got stabbed on the L train the other day, took my advice, took the L train instead of Justin Alec, who told him to take the M train. Uh, Do a deep dive on this, because I know Macedonian Phil, you listen to hip-hop. Find out why Jay-Z, 
who does not far, grew up not far from you, Phil is in Bushwick. Jay-Z, Marcy Avenue Projects, right, is now a billionaire. Nobody questions, a billionaire. Has he given any money to the hip-hop museum in the South Bronx? I don't think so, because he knows who's running it. Has uh, P. Diddy, Sean Puff Daddy Combs, who graduated Mount St. Michael's in the Bronx, grew up in Mount Vernon, uh, he's almost a billionaire now that he's going to get a license to sell legal cannabis. Uh, has he given any money to the hip-hop museum, uh, Macedonian Phil? And by the way, Nas. Lou, you notice Nas' mansion in L.A. just got ransacked by the very same thugs and thuggets that he glorifies. He's from Queensbridge Projects. Has Nas, who's made millions, has he given any money to the hip-hop museum? Why is it our money that is subsidizing the hip-hop museum? Inquiring minds want to know. But on that note, how many times I'd be listening to Hot 97... You know, more guns, more gangs, more drugs, more drive-bys. An FM station. FM stands for freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana, and, of course, Frank Morano. But anyway, on a Sunday night, I remember listening to, uh, <laughs> from Public Enemy, from Public Enemy, <laughs> with the clock around his uh, neck, Flavor Flav from C-74 giving shout-outs. C-74, C-76 on Rikers Island over Hot 97. The tunnel, the informational uh, highway for thugs, thuggets, and gangbangers. So the question here is now, Eric Adams needs to do something about Rikers Island. The gangs run the rock. The Trinitarios, Dominican gang, MS-13 from Central America, 18th Street Gang from Mexico, the Bloods, the Crips, the Latin Kings, the Nietas, they run the rock. 7,500 inmates, they run the rock. And now the threat of the feds coming in and overseeing Rikers Island is here. A determination will be made by a federal judge in December. And this is what Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, had to say about a federal takeover that I support of Rikers Island. can't be a city that every time a problem comes up, we say, well, let's give it to someone else to do. No. We want the problems because we want to fix the problem. Now, wait a second, Lou. Didn't he just ask for a billion dollars from uh, Papa Chulo Joe Biden? You know, for the failed tent programs he set up for the illegals in Orchard Beach and in Randall's Island. And now he's putting 600 of them in the Watson Hotel in Midtown. Doesn't he want a billion dollars from the federal government? This is what else he said. I mean, is the federal prisons? <laughs> those, are, those are poster childs of good prison. I'll go to 30th Street and 3rd Avenue. No, no, no. What is he suggesting here? That uh, Rikers Island is better run than the MDC in Sunset Park? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me just remind you, when Rudy Giuliani, my Kumbadichich, was mayor, he appointed uh, Bernie Kerrick to be commissioner of the prison system. They had close to 20,000 inmates, although Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb has told us we have to call them incarcerated persons now. But anyway, it was close to 20,000 inmates. Rikers Island was packed, the tombs downtown in Manhattan, Queens House, Bronx House. Packed. They even had the barge, the barge they have off of Hunts Point now, and the old-time barges that Koch brought in along the East River and the Hudson River. You had nowhere near the problems that we have now with 7,500 inmates, 
He put a guy named Molina in charge who knows nothing about nothing, and the inmates rule and the correctional officers are on the run. Here's the last thing that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, said yesterday about federal monitoring of the rock, Rikers Island. Every problem we have, oh, call the federal government. Oh, we got a pothole. Call the federal government. You know, oh, yeah, come on. What? Let's run our city. We don't need the federal government to run our city. You know, Eric Adams must think we're all stupid. Most politicians do, Democrats and Republicans. They think that we have the memory of a titsy fly. It's ephemeral. They realize that what they said even five days ago, they believe we'll forget. Because they think we're like uh, Macedonian Phil. We're stunards. 2013, I remember it. Eric Adams testified about stop and frisk in the courtroom of Shira Shinlin, federal judge, who ruled against stop and frisk. He said we need to eliminate stop and frisk. We need to have a federal monitor. This is after he called Ray Kelly, the longest-serving police commissioner in New York City history, the best police commissioner by my evaluation, a racist. He called him a racist. No justification whatsoever. Eric Adams then wanted a federal monitor of the police department over stop and frisk. He doesn't want the feds monitoring. This is his first report as mayor about the federal monitor we still have. And this is according to his missing in action police commissioner, Sewell. Quote, we have come a long way together and accomplished a great deal with a federal monitor, but there is still work to be done, and we continue the positive momentum towards full compliance. We love working with our federal monitor. You fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi, Eric Adams, a total. He says pivot and shift, it means flip-flop. And yesterday, oh, yeah, Lou, did you see the picture that was posted when I was escorting in my Cumbadichich, Rudy Giuliani, into uh, the studios here at WABC? I grabbed him before he came in, and I lobbied him against this uh, sit-down meeting that uh, Sid is arranging with Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan. And I had an impact, because yesterday on Rudy's show, this is what he said about Eric Adams. And this is what he said about me that may well deep six any chance of a sit down that Sid is arranging as the kingmaker here at WABC. Now, Kathy Hochul, and I'm supposed to have dinner with Adams. That's not going to stop me. And Adams, who was going to solve crime in New York. Oh, wow. Monday is the day to always check on these people who seem to like criminals, including Adams more than they like and and gets a free pass from the uh, even from the New York Post who helped elect Adams over Curtis Lewa. Thank you New York Post for crime being up 30% and the subways being a freaking disaster. Absolutely perfectly said. Now Lou, do you think that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan is going to meet with Rudy after that statement? <laughs> I did my job, Sid. I lobbied him well because remember, if you go back to the Godfather, what the Godfather said about whoever arranged a meeting with Barzini is ultraditor. Now listen, whoever comes to you with this Barzini meeting, he's a traitor. Don't forget that. Who could that be, Sid Rosenberg? 
Well, if the shoe fits, wear it, Sid, especially if it's a Ferragamo shoe that Eric Adams loves. Anyway, let me tell you that story that tells you how bad the city is. I mean, my God, did you see that paraplegic outside of Birdorf Goodman? He's there every day in a wheelchair, no arms, no legs. And he asked for help from people passing by, and they love this guy. They love this guy. Well, the other day, in the middle of the day, a monster comes up and robs his cell phone and threatens to kill him. A guy was getting a dirty water hot dog right there on Fifth Avenue, ran and, and saved him. But this enemy of society ran off. Imagine robbing a paraplegic in a wheelchair, a man who has no legs, no arms. And this guy said, I've never seen New York worse. Remember, there were drive-by shootings nearby, right in front of St. Patrick's Cathedral on 50th and 5th, never resolved. Remember the three-card Monty game that was being played right underneath the scaffold across the street from Birdorf Goldman's? in which they ended up having a shootout. They're going to be lighting up the windows of Saks Fifth Avenues. It's not safe even on Fifth Avenue. Never mind for regular workers or visitors from outside of New York City in the tri-state area and tourists. There are no cops. There are no cops. Who are you going to blame for that? You blame Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. And you blame Andrew Evilized Cuomo, that's right, out there in his compound in Southampton, stirring the marinara sauce, hitting the mattresses with Fredo, Chris Cuomo, and their wartime consigliere, uh, Hakoko, who's just gotten out of federal prison for a six-year rap. They're plotting their return. In fact, just recently I heard Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, with revisionism about how the Democrats need to establish law and order. I don't know why the Democrats, and this is nationwide, I don't know why they can't be more aggressive addressing the issue of crime. You can be a progressive, but you still understand that job one is public safety. Job one is public safety. You're the one who stood in the way of that. You were the author of the no-cash bail. You pushed it through the Democratic-controlled Assembly and Democratic-controlled State Senate. You closed prisons. When you came into office, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, there were 30,000 beds that the state ran for those who were emotionally disturbed. By the time you resigned, there were only 3,000. That's 27,000 beds that didn't exist. And we see where many of those patients are Roaming the streets, living in the subways, in the parks, a menace to themselves and everyone else. And you were the one responsible for taking a 16 and a 17-year-old who may have committed first-degree murder. And you said they need to be charged as a juvie and not as an adult. So, hey, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, you're responsible. And now they want to revive a commission to take back the $5 million that he stole. Remember when he put out that book, American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Remember? Remember? In the midst of the pandemic, he had staff members working who were being paid by us, the taxpayers. It was published on October 2020. This is just months after the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020. He got $5.1 million. You know how many copies were sold, Lou? 50,000. That's it. That goes to about $100 a book he got. And now there needs to be a reinvestigation to get that money back. 
He stole it. So not only is he responsible for the deaths of 16,000 senior citizens in the long-term uh, senior citizen health care facility, not only was he a perv governor, but he stole $5.1 million. And, hey, Andrew Evilized Como, we want it back. We want it back. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Oh, it's Biggie. Back Macedonia, Phil, every day on his way to WABC. Stops before the mural. In Bed-Stuy, do or die, I'll punch in your eye. And genuflex and pays tribute. Biggie, show me the loot. Show me the loot. Isn't that what it was all about from the day that Bitcoin bandits emerged? Cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers and blockchain criminals. Some guy, some Japanese guy created this scam back in 2010. No one ever saw him. There's a bust of him in Bulgaria, one of the most corrupt, if not the most corrupt country in the world. And notice every time the hackers take control of somebody's uh, somebody's system in their business, how do they want to get paid? They want to get paid in full with Bitcoin. That's right. Because it's part of a criminal enterprise. And notice what happened. We have Sam the Man Bankman Free. He looks like uh, a 15-year-old kid who just got out of his bunk bed at summer camp. You know, his hair all in the air like you just don't care. He made $18 billion. $18 billion. He gave Joe Biden and the DNC a billion. The only one who gave more was that crook Soros. A billion dollars. FTX, right? Oh, oh, there was Phil, you know, Macedonian Phil. FTX, oh, they're playing in the arena, the Miami Heat, the FTX arena. Oh, look at the umpires in the World Series. They got their little logos, FTX. Promoting criminality. Because now, all of a sudden, he's on the lam. Stole $18 billion. He's the junior version of Bernie Madoff. And this was a recent uh, interview he gave... From the Bahamas, tax sheltered for him and all the FTXers and the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, Bitcoin bandits, and blockchain criminals. And notice how we conflate it with Trenton Tarantino because their voices are almost the same. See if you can tell the difference. How did you do this so quickly? I mean, your company is two years old and you're doing something like... $400 billion worth of volume per month, which is 25 times what you did a year ago. How did you get the uptake uh, at scale so fast? You know, it, it was really just a lot of small things put together, a lot of decisions that we've made around how to build the product, trying to be as responsive as we can to customers, to regulators, to counterparties. Well, sort of. I mean, like I write from the, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 when I write my scripts, you know, I, I start with the first scene and then just go through the story. And, you know, uh, you know, honestly, from our perspective, it's, it sometimes feels like the world is just going sort of in slow motion around us and that we're going at, you know, about an average speed by our standards. Really, you crook. 
By the way, Trenton Tarantino is about 60. When he was about 30, the age of this uh, white-collar crook, this Bernie Madoff Jr., and again, never trust anybody with three names, Sam Bankman-Fried. The voice sounded the same when I heard Sam Bankman-Fried in that interview with MSNBC where they were ready to put him on a pedestal as a form of idolatry. Oh, you're God. Cash money rules the world. I expected... Uh, <laughs> I expected, oh, my God, Wu-Tang to come out with their 36 chambers, right, of Charlotte. And now he's on the lam, Lou. Is he on his way to Argentina, Buenos Aires, for his last tango? Or is he on his way with his fellow FTX crooks to Dubai? Who did he leave behind in charge? His 28-year-old girlfriend who's left behind in the Bahamas. She's now the CEO. And everybody wants to know where's the money. And then Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who promoted Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and blockchain, said this. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Now, just think, him and Suarez, the Republican mayor in Miami, they don't want any regulation on Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, uh, blockchain. The criminality, because they're getting wine-dined and pocket-lined by these crooks on Puerto Rico, which has become their sanctuary and their tax shelter. Beware of the Bitcoin bandits, the cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, and the blockchain criminals. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.